Today we'll be talking about our attitude towards Muslims as we go to evangelize them and share the gospel with them. Um, Another way I could put it is, how did Jesus and Paul view Muslims? What was the attitude of Jesus? And what was Paul's attitude towards Muslims? Well, you may say uh, Islam did not exist at the time of Jesus and Paul. And that that would be true. But still, if we were to look at how Jesus viewed the Jews, we might be able to draw some uh, lessons and observations from there. And I want to limit this talk to just two points. One is love and compassion, and second, the truth, telling the truth in that love, with that love. Let's look at the compassion. In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus, in uh, verse 35, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. When Jesus looks at the crowds, and they were a mixed crowd. They were Pharisees and Sadducees and teachers of the law and scribes, ordinary people, sick people, poor people, uh, interested people, people who were just there to watch and observe. So he had a variety of people in the crowd, and yet he had a compassion, a compassionate heart toward them. And why? Because he saw them as harassed, helpless, like sheep, without a shepherd. When you look at Muslims, whether you're watching uh, a TV program, news, uh, a film on Islam, when you're reading about Muslims, when you actually see them in the streets, if you are uh, walking around in a Muslim country and you see the crowds, how do you feel? What is your attitude toward Muslims? I never forget one day I was in uh, the city uh, of Aleppo in uh, Syria and I was standing on a balcony, the fourth floor, and looked down in the square and saw all these people. And I said, how can I, one person with a small team of people coming here, uh, make an impact on these people? And I began to cry. In fact, my tears started dripping down from the balcony to the street. And I wonder if anybody... Uh, got these tears on their heads. We must be moved with compassion before we are able to witness effectively to Muslims. Paul also expressed that uh, compassion in uh, Romans chapter 9. He says, I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race, the people of Israel. And so Paul and Jesus had tremendous love for the people. The love of Jesus cost him his life. The love of Paul wished that he could lose his life 
even his own salvation for the sake of his own people. When you go to Muslims, do you come with a heart or just a mind? Are you just obeying the Great Commission? Or do you love them so much that you would do anything to snatch them out of the fire? It is important for us to love people. If we do not love them, they won't respond well to us. Many people wonder. I've told them the truth. I've seen sometimes a worker, someone witnessing the Muslims, in fact, fight with Muslims and uh, threaten them. I've uh, seen people say bad words to them. Uh, and, and later on I uh, rebuke them. I say, how can you win a person with hatred? How can you win them without, not even, even if you don't hate them, without them uh, seeing and feeling your love for them? Um, lately, I was speaking to an, a Saudi Arabian woman who was very uh, responsive and positive. And uh, one day uh, she wrote me, she says, Why are you so kind to me? Why are you so nice to me? Are you trying to convert me? And so I endeavored from that time to prove my love without condition. And so uh, over time she began to see that it is my love for her, not just as a person, but as someone who is lost without Jesus Christ. And she saw the passion and the compassion in my heart to see her saved. It's like I'm working hard to save her soul, and she's not even thinking about her own soul. After a while, she began to think about it, and God touched her heart. And now she is a witness to others. Uh, so we come to Muslims with a heart of compassion because that compassion reveals the love that is in us. But we also need to see Muslims with the truth. We cannot just uh, say, you know, I love Muslims. We have to separate our uh, love for them from our love for what they believe, what they stand for. Uh, some people say, well, when you talk to Muslims, you need to speak with respect. And uh, Peter in his uh, epistle says, yes, we need to be ready to answer all those who ask us for the hope that is in us, but we need to do that with respect. But what does respect mean? Does that mean you accept their faith, accept their uh, belief system? And some people are confused with that. They think uh, honoring Muhammad uh, is a way of honoring Muslims, or honoring the Quran is a way of honoring Muslims. Um, can you speak the truth in love? Are you able to love people and yet still tell the truth? Many years ago, I saw a little bit of a, a movie, a small uh, uh, like a five-minute movie uh, my professor at the university showed where there was a woman who was doing a very bad job in acting and her boyfriend was in the crowd. So afterwards she ran to him and she said, uh, what did you think, what did you think? And he was just confused and then the movie stopped and the professor asked us, what would you do in this case? When somebody did a very bad job, she stumbled and she fell as she was acting and it was obvious that she didn't do a good job. Would you just love her by telling her, oh, you did a great job, therefore lying? 
or would you actually say, well, you could do better? And how would you deal with that situation? I know it would have been difficult for me to, uh, to answer somebody. If it was my daughter or my son on the stage coming and saying, well, did I do well, uh, Dad? And uh, I don't want to discourage them. So I say, oh, yeah, it was a great job. Um, how about saying, uh, I'll talk to you later. Uh, anyway, this is not about how to deal with your children, but how can you tell the truth in love? Let's talk about the truth about uh, Islam. Uh, do you know uh, deep down in your heart that a Muslim without Jesus Christ is lost and going to hell? Are you convinced with all of your heart of this reality? Paul was convinced. Otherwise, why would he say he would wish himself lost for the sake of winning his people? Why would Jesus die on the cross? if people did not need him, if they were not lost. Let us look at how Jesus uh, and Paul looked at the Jewish people and see if we can learn from that. I want to continue with Paul, reading from Romans uh, chapter 9 again, and continue this passage. Paul recognizes that uh, the Jews had a lot of advantages to being Jews. In fact, in Romans chapter uh, 3, he says, Is there any advantage of being a Jew? And he said, Much. And in uh, chapter 9 here, beginning with verse uh, 4, he says, I wished myself cursed. The people of Israel, theirs is the adoption as sons. He recognizes that the Jews were children of God. Theirs is divine glory. The covenants, all the covenants that God made in the Old Testament was with the Jewish people. Theirs is the receiving of the law through Moses. They received the law of God. That's an advantage. There's a lot of good stuff going about these Jewish people. In a way, he's saying they have the right religion. Look at their history. Look at their books. Uh, the law, the... Uh, the covenants. And now he says, they have the temple worship. That's the right place to worship, in Jerusalem, in the temple of God. And they also have the promises. All the promises of God that he gave to his people are still standing. Theirs are the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That means their blood is right, the right blood. They belong to Abraham, their children of Abraham. And then he says, and from them, and this is the highest advantage uh, to the Jews, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ. Jesus Christ himself was a Jew who came, a Jew of the Jews. Like Paul said also, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews. God is over all and forever a praise. So, Paul recognizing all of these advantages that Jews had still saw them as lost. They did not know Jesus Christ. And as it says in John chapter 1, verse 11, Jesus came to his own people, but his own people rejected him. They did not receive him. And therefore God opened the door to all those who received him. 
those who believe in his name. That means Muslim, a Jew, Greek, Scythian, barbarian, uh, any nationality, any religious group. They must believe in Jesus Christ to be saved. A Muslim or a non-Muslim, no matter how devoted, how right, or wrong, uh, how right they are in their theology, they are lost without Jesus Christ. We, you cannot be an effective witness without that strong conviction in your heart. What about Jesus? Let's see what Jesus says about the Jews uh, of his own people, those that Paul spoke so highly about in chapter 8 uh, of the Gospel of John. And I know uh, some people, whenever I have shared this, are actually offended that I read this scripture. I want to remind you that this chapter is not written by me. It is the Word of God. And it is the words of Jesus Christ recorded to us uh, by uh, John, one of the disciples and apostles of Jesus Christ. Here we have a discourse, uh, a discussion between Jesus and the Pharisees. In fact, an argument. <coughs> Jesus, uh, in, in this chapter, talks about himself being the truth. Um, and, uh, and if uh, people would only know him, then he gives them freedom. They are not free unless they know Jesus Christ. And the uh, Jews got very offended by that. They said to him, what are you insinuating? What are you alluding to? That you, we are not free? We are a free people. Let's look at the scriptures here. And in um, uh, verse um, uh, 39, Jews responded to Jesus by saying to him, Abraham is our father. Now we just read that Paul acknowledged that they are children of um, Abraham. Jesus also acknowledged that they are children of Abraham in this passage later on. But he specifically told them, you are children of Abraham only by blood. You are descendants of Abraham. So here is uh, the word of Jesus. He answered them, if you were Abraham's children, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. And so they answered him, We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. So the Jews acknowledge that they are children of Abraham physically. And now that he rejected that and told them, There's, uh, You're not children of Abraham because you're not following the teachings of Abraham. They went to, to appeal to a higher level. They said, the only father we have is God himself. Did Jesus accept their claim that they belong to Abraham and that they belong to God? Let us read. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God. So here we have the Jews claiming to be children of, of Abraham and children of God, 
and Jesus denying them this claim, both as children of Abraham and children of God. This is really difficult for us to swallow. He says, I came from God. I have not come on my own, but you have rejected me. Why, in verse 43, why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. And listen to this very difficult verse. You belong to your father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desire, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. When he lies, he speaks his native language. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any one of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why can't you believe me? And, and now he says, He who belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. My friends, I speak to you based on the authority of the Word of God. From Paul and from Jesus. From Romans and from the Gospel of John. That you cannot be effective in working with Muslims if you're not clear about their lostness. That even though they pray and they fast, even though they may be sincere, like the Jews were sincere, like the Pharisees prayed with all their heart. They wanted to please God. They want to do all those things. And even though they believe in God as the Creator God, and whatever else they believe about God, because there is that argument within the missionary movement, whether Islam Muslims believe in the same God or not. Let's not argue this point right now. The Jews had the right God. Elohim, Yahweh Himself, they claim to belong to God to, through Abraham and the faith of Abraham. And yet Jesus very emphatically denied them their connection with Abraham and their connection with God based on what? Rejection of Jesus. This is very important for us before we enter into ministry to Muslims. Our attitude must be a heart of love and compassion. No question about that. But also we must know the truth. That that nice, sweet Muslim man or woman that you are talking with, though they love God, they though may worship Him and pray to Him, and now we're not arguing whether it's the same God or not. Because I believe there are some similarities, but a lot of huge differences about the character of God. But that's immaterial right now. What we need to be absolutely sure in our hearts is that no Muslim is saved without Jesus Christ. There's only one name under heaven by whom we must be saved. And every Muslim who does not believe in Jesus Christ, not in the Quranic sense, like the Quran says, Jesus is this and that. There are 93 verses in the Quran that speak about Jesus. That doesn't matter. If Jesus is not the only Savior, if Jesus did not die on the cross, if Jesus is not the only way to God, the way, the truth, and the life, 
A Muslim is lost no matter how religious he was, how devoted he is, and based on the authority of Jesus. Forgive me for saying that because it is offensive. As Jesus boldly said to the Pharisees, face to face, your father is the devil. Why is their father the devil? Not because God is the devil, not because Elohim is the devil, it's because they have rejected Jesus Christ and they are not listening to him. Jesus very clearly said, if you don't listen to me, you do not belong to God. Any Muslim that does not listen to the message of Jesus Christ does not belong to God. And that goes with what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 1. Let me read that straight from the scriptures here in chapter 1 of Corinthians verses, uh, I'll begin with 17, coming to the verse 18, the one we want to look at. Paul says, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. In another lesson, I'm going to emphasize this a little bit more. But let's get to verse 18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. If a Muslim rejects the message of Jesus Christ, if they think it is foolish, they are lost, no matter how religious they are. We need to be absolutely sure of this. Many people say, well, the Quran has a lot of truth. They believe in God and many, many uh, good, uh, good things about God. Uh, they, uh, they are devoted. They are even willing to die for God. And so many people are fascinated by the religious devo devotion of Islam. I know people who look at, Me at Mecca on, on TV or in films and they see these two or three million dressed in white and sir, walking around the Kaaba. Um, and I myself have questioned that sometimes. Says, Is God not listening to these people? Are they not sincere enough? Well, we have to be absolutely sure. If you are a Christian at all, that people who are religious are not saved without Jesus Christ. People who are not religious cannot be saved without Jesus Christ. Jesus is the way and the only way. He is the truth and the only truth. And He is the life and there is no life without Him. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. But if you do not believe, as the scripture says, you are already condemned because you have rejected the uh, salvation of God. Um, how should we think about Muslims? Yes, brothers and sisters. In fact, the truth about Islam is what gives me the heart of compassion and love. It's their lostness. It's that they do not know. They, are, they have been misled. They have been deceived by uh, the teachings of Islam, by the Quran, by the Sharia, by the history of Islam. It is our privilege to come to Muslims with the truth. It's also our duty. 
but it's also it's coming out of a love and compassion because as God loved them, I love them with all my heart. And when Muslims see that you love them, they listen to you. When they see that you love them enough to even sacrifice your time, your effort, in order to explain the gospel to them, you will touch their hearts like nothing else uh, does. Yes, brothers and sisters, our attitude toward Muslims should be an attitude of love, but it's based on truth. And we must tell the truth in love, and we must love in the truth.